When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here at Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a one, two, three, four, five, five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. And also our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, continuing our theme of going around the NBA to get thoughts on the NBA teams that are out there and what they're doing, plus also thoughts on the Lakers as well. Wanted to go ahead and touch on a team up north in Northern California. And no, I'm not talking about the Golden State Warriors. It is the other team that's out there that's also deserving of some pub because they've got some nice talent there. And possibly, I know on the show I pick on Luke Walton a lot, being that he was a former Laker and all that, you know, we know what that went down there, but possibly this team could sneak into the playoffs, but I'll be talking to that with, with my guests here in a minute, but here today to talk about the Kings, all the positives that they're doing, plus also, can they make the playoffs for the first time since 2006? He's a good man indeed. Please go ahead and check out what he's doing on social media. It is Jacob Christner and Jacob, great to have you on the program today. Thank you very much. And I'm, by the way, I'm the pundit's pundit on, um, on YouTube and Ricochet now. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely. The pundit's pundit. Well, I saw that on your social media. I saw, well, I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up because I didn't see a link to it. But I will make sure in the description of our podcast, people will have a way to directly link you to your YouTube. No problem. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, how tall are you? I am 6'2". I'm 6'3". So it's funny. You kind of look 6'8 there and I look 5'2". I know the wonders of the way I set up camera. I'm, I'm, I have a tendency to stand up, sit up straight because if I don't, I'm a slouch back or whatnot. My back goes. Well, so do I. Shot. I still look small. <laughs> there you go. All in the depth of the camera there, but oh, great to have you here. Uh, first off, I wanted to go ahead and again give you the floor on what are some of the things that you're working on in regards to the Sacramento Kings because. Yeah, I know that they've been a doormat of the league as far as their records are concerned. And you know the perception that they've had over the years. And last year's record worst statistically all-time defense didn't help that matter. But they are doing some positive things in the NBA community. And I wanted to make sure that you got that over first and foremost. Okay, good, good. And 
here's the thing. Considering all the years I've watched Sacramento and, and some of those things and them having the worst and then watching the Pelicans last year, defenses are just in a worse shape, I'll tell you right now. And, and you know what? Whoever's last in the defense this year is probably going to end up taking that throne. Oh, no kidding. But one of the things about it was the fact that it Sacramento interested me. I wanted to take advantage of this because – all of the years, I see, I've been watching the basketball, football, all of those since 1984. And I guess I was six years old and I was absorbing everything. And I remember the years of the Sacramento Kings. I can remember when they were Kansas City Kings for a minute. You know what I mean? It was for a yeah. real minute. And and the, I remember, and the thing was, they've been basically for the other than like 2000, 1988, 2000, 1998, 2000, you know, a couple of years in between. They've been a, They've been pretty much a disgrace. Yeah. To the NBA. I mean, they've had that great team, like you said, during the period right around the turn of the century, and that's been it. Well, yeah. And one of the things about it is in the last 15 years, they've had nine 20-plus win seasons. And it's been pretty bad. But the reason it interests me is because I pay attention to a lot of sports business media. Sports business journals, Sportico, front office sports. I pay attention to all of it. And Sacramento's always there. Vivek Randive, the uh, owner, Right, I mean, he he has brought in that Sacramento has was like number one with like getting on Twitter and getting on Facebook during this day. They were number one in crypto now, number one on NFTs. They're moving forward at all the time. They're, I mean, their advertising is always around the tops, and it's like it always makes me interested how a team like what is he focusing on really? Because the team here's the thing: I thought Luke Walton was going to turn him around because I do like Luke. But I think he does have a a basketball mind, but he might be proving me wrong that he can turn this around because it kind of reminds me, and I'm not going to say this, that he's Donald Sterling because Viva Grandadive is actually thinking of spending money. (laughs) I remember the years of the Clippers when they literally did their advertising by quarters. They'd use... They would it'd be in the L.A., uh, the L.A., what was it, not the Coliseum, but the sports center, the sports arena. Sports arena. Yeah, they'd be in the sports arena, and you'd see first quarter of some 24-hour uh, gas station. Second quarter would be L.A. gear. Third quarter, you know, third quarter, and then third quarter, somebody else, and then the fourth quarter is literally an advertisement to go advertise with them. That's how bad it was. So, Viva Grand Viva is definitely not the Clippers, but he's not for everything he's doing for the team and being forward and the way he does this, the way he's doing the ownership. I mean, um, Shaq just sold 5% of his uh, stake in the Sacramento so he could do something else. Everybody's got about a five to 6% stake. It's so different. I just want to know what is he doing with the team? Because they don't seem there. It doesn't look like winning is there. So that's what interests me. I want to, I like to see where they're going with it. It's very interesting to see on that perspective, and I agree with you on that. As someone who also at times follows the sports business ends of things, because it is, to me, like you, very fascinating. People don't always look behind the scenes. They always just look at the transactions. They just look at what's going on on the court or on the field. Sometimes it's better behind the scenes. It's more juicier. It's more interesting. And you peel back behind the curtain, and you can find a lot of things there that you didn't know existed. Sometimes for, for for negative, but sometimes also for positive in this case. And seeing how that they're very proactive in that sense, that to me is very complimentary on their part. Sure. And most of the people that look at the, just the transactions don't understand how any of this stuff works. I mean, no. you could be looking at 10-day contracts and stuff. You can yeah. be looking at those. You can look at those deals. 
you could be looking at three guys that were the 12th man that year. And it's like, why are they there? People don't have an understanding why 12th men are there. Oh, they suck. Well, they're an NBA. Well, they're an NBA player still, even if they're a 12th man. Those guys are basically the practice squad. And every once in a while they get in. But guess what? They're getting paid. It's sort of like the practice squad on an NFL team. You get your paid your certain amount. You're just not guaranteed anything. Well, it, again, it's very interesting to see that perspective of it. And I do appreciate you enlightening us on that here on the show. Once again, it's Jacob Christner. He is part of the Pundits Pundit on YouTube. Yep. You got to go ahead and follow him today. Subscribe at the Pundits Pundit. In fact, I'm going to be doing that here as soon as I get off the air here. In fact, I will make sure before he leaves, I will do that. But before we head and I do that, and before you do another great pitch on your shows, want to go want to go ahead and ask uh, real quick on the Kings themselves, because right. I do see a little bit of light at the end of the rainbow. Uh, I do see a little bit of talent there that is starting to bloom. Obviously, it starts with De'Aaron Fox and, and the great talent that he is. We don't know how far up on the, the hierarchy of NBA All-Stars can he get. Can he reach that status? There's a possibility that he can, dependence on the team's success, of course. Tyrese Halliburton had a tremendous rookie year and is really – could end up being the, the, the foundation. In fact, I made the comment the other day in regards to the Ben Simmons drama that I still think Sacramento is the number one choice and the number one destination. And if Daryl Morey was smart, he would offer – or at least he would offer a package for Simmons and other players for – De'Aaron Fox and the thing is with the Kings you would want to accept that because A it helps out your defense tremendously and B it brings yeah. Tyrese Halliburton to the forefront I mean at some point in time the, the I think that they're going to have to decide going forward which do they want to go ahead with Fox or Halliburton true true but it's like you think about it I'll bring up Ben Simmons first one thing about it is I think it's a bit of a mistake I think Ben Simmons' best shot personally to me is uh, San Antonio. Because here's the thing. San Antonio. Body of talent got, there as well. they got plenty of talent. they got the scores, and they've got a coach who wants a distributor. He wants a distributor, and it's like you got an older, legendary coach like that. And it'd be the best for him, and someone's not going to let him get away with his BS. So He helped, he helped reshape uh, DeMar DeRozan's game into more yeah. of a distributing role. And look what that did for him. Got him a nice fat contract in Chicago. Well, that's true. And it's like one of the big things is the fact that this guy is already a distributor. And he's already great on defense. He just can't shoot. And the thing about Sacramento is I think they need more shooters. I think they need more scorers. And they, it's like the biggest thing is you could get that distributor by itself. But what if they're, if they're going to have more off nights than not? They need help. And this guy has already proven he's re- he can't shoot outside. They need more. And you talk, we talk about Harrison Barnes, talk about the Aaron Fox. We talk about, we talked about all of them. The biggest thing I think Sacramento really needs is, and I'm just saying that from this era, their own Chris Weber. They need that. They need that game changer. I believe Chris Weber was that game changer for that time. This is Raphael from NBA draft And you are listening to the Lakers fast break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. 
the better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. And the problem is, though, I mean, they're still living down the legacy of the draft from just a short time ago and having to deal with right now someone who is not most likely going to turn out to be a Chris Weber. And that's Marvin Bagley, the third, who's someone is, you know, just basically just not done what he needed to do so far in the league. And, you know, when he's always in that same draft class with Trey Young and Luka Doncic and also even to an extent DeAndre Aiden, although, of course, Sacramento didn't have the option of getting him it's still going to be something that it's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I think though, that with this year's draft, I think Davian Mitchell could help alleviate just a small bit, some of those defensive woes. And if he can shoot anywhere near what he shot at Baylor, that could be a step up for Sacramento right there. Oh yeah. But remember you, one of the biggest things is going to be the NBA is a bit of a switch. For one thing, when you go to a place like Baylor, they've got 33 games, 36 yeah. games if they get all the way. This is 82. Yeah, he might start out fast, but he might hit start the wall. out fast, slow down. It's like that's what most of these. See, this is the thing. I'll give you an example: Zion Williamson. People were he's. I mean, the guy's up 285 pounds. He's missed 45 percent of his career games. Just that ankle, just blow out. It's like it, it is just a durability issue. See, we're talking about rookies. And between NBA and NHL, the one thing we have to deal with is okay, we can say Major League Baseball is 162 games also. What we're dealing with is durability issues with from college to the pros. Mm-hmm. And it's like maybe in three to four years, but do they have that long? Remember the average amount of time to stay in the NBA is three years. Yeah. Do they have that much time? Once they get about two or three years in, three to four years in. Can they, you know, do they have the durability, the stamina? Do they have all this? And that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking with all this. We bring up the shooters, but it's like, he's going to start out fast. He's going to start out fast. There's no question because he can shoot. Okay, let's get game 40, game 45. Is he going to be benched? Is he going to be benched by, or is he going to be injured? He couldn't even beat any of be benched by Walton. Is he going to be injured? Is it, I mean, it's, how many people play 82 games anymore? Not too many. And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is leads into it. Before we hit your overall thoughts on the team and how far they can go this season is the continuing question of Buddy Heald. Because with Tyrese Halliburton, and I've already mentioned Damian Mitchell, both of those individuals need time on the floor. They need experience. They need reps out there on the floor with De'Aaron Fox, if that's who you're going to go with long term. And if you're going to play a three-guard rotation, which you know might, for, might work on some occasions in some lineups and some matchups, one of the things, though, that's there, though, is Buddy Heald still with his large salary and also the fact that he's going to command a lot of time right there is going to be a continued problem. He was almost on his way to the Lakers until the rug got pulled out from under it and we got Russell Westbrook in return. Instead, I wanted to hear your thoughts, though, on what you do with Buddy Heald do you see him being traded? Do you also see Harrison Barnes being traded? Because he's still someone who's thought of very well in the league, who's overall, I think, a very versatile forward that can help not only the Kings, but also other teams as well. Buddy Heald should have gone to the Lakers. It's, I agree. See, everybody's looking at the name. They're looking at names. It's Sports Center. It's uh, fantasy. It's fantasy football, basketball, hockey, baseball. It's any of that. 
It's all names. You know, go go to DraftKings. The biggest names get the twenty five. You cut. They cost twenty five grand out of a fifty thousand dollar deal. Give them a point. <laughs> but in truth, Buddy Heald's younger. Buddy Heald has less time. And 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 I mean, and plus the fact I don't think he would. I don't think he would have as big of an ego with the people around, with, with people around someone like LeBron, who wants his shots. Guys like AD who want theirs. I wonder, even though they can be, they can still win. Don't get me wrong; the Lakers can still win. Personally, everybody's thinking Lakers Nets. I think the Nets with James Harden around. I don't think they have a chance in hell of winning anything with James Harden around. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The issue I have, the issue I have by itself is, do they get traded? You know, possibly yes. Trade that line. Try to get draft picks, but really. They need to start out fast and try to go get some people. They need a game changer. Do you it really is, think they can make the top 10 in the Western Conference? Oh boy, to, to get to the playoff thing? Yeah. If they start fast, they can get 10. They have to start fast because they need – these names right now, the, like, um, you know, De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heels, they, they're still not a – there is still not a game changer in there. There isn't. There is not – there isn't any, and it's like because we're getting these names. It's still thirty-one and forty-one the last couple of years, and those are the best records that we've seen in the last, almost the last fifteen. Yeah, like I said, nine twenty-plus win seasons. We're not. They need a game changer. They need a leader. I don't feel a leader on that squad. I I thought Luke, I like Luke Walton as a coach, but I don't feel him. I don't feel him, and I don't feel like I feel like he's going to be a um, assistant coach somewhere once he's finished for a while. Gonna be assistant. Heck, he'd be a great assistant coach for the pop, but maybe take over him. But then again, you never know who's gonna be taking. You know who's gonna take over that. You know, I, I think Becky Thompson. Hammond will. I Hammond, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think I agree with you on Luke. I think Luke again. Where did he find his most success? He found it as an yeah, assistant. Yeah, when he t- he took over for Steve Kerr, and then they went on that twenty-three game winning streak, or whatever, right around there. They were on that huge winning streak, and that got him the notoriety. But I, I see him, you know, it, this is no shame on any of these coaches that get fired. Some of them are just better off as assistants. And I think you're right. If they do not get off to a fast start, I actually thought they were going to fire Luke at the end of that season. But he managed to stay because I, he's got another year on his contract. But if he does not start quickly, I think it won't be long for Luke Walton. Yeah. And, well, really – Really, the biggest issue that we have is the fact that Sacramento, I mean, we talked about the trades. I mean, we have to find out where's their money going to go, especially I'm bringing up business, brought up business earlier. Where's it going to go? Do they truly want to win? I mean, you got to realize this has been going on forever. They once had Bill Russell as coach. They once had Bill Russell, and they won like 25 games. And Bill Russell won two rings with Boston. So it's like, I mean, everybody won rings with Boston, but you get my point. He yeah. knew, it, it means if he won them with Boston, everybody knows every he knows how to coach. They couldn't do anything. It's like everything is an organizational deal. And think we had an organizational deal then when it was people like Reggie Theus. Now we're having it. Now we're having it with people like Buddy Heald and De'Aaron Fox. But this time around, it's not people being cheap. It's people being straightforward. They're being forward-thinking and inside of business. But are they spending on the right place? Are they going to spend on the court? 
Well, definitely. Uh, that's going to be something that has to be talked about. And uh, you're right. Will they make the commitment? I mean, you see what the Lakers, the Nets, the, and uh, the Golden State Warriors primarily right now as far as going over the cap and the extents that they're going to. But before we head it out and before we give everyone out there the hard pitch on why they need to check out what you're doing on YouTube, I want to get your thoughts real quick. You mentioned quickly about the Lakers and, and how you thought the Brooklyn Nets are still a strong favorite to go ahead and become the NBA champions it, you mm-hmm. know, with James Harden and whatnot and the mm-hmm. big three that's there. But how far do you see the Lakers going in the Western Conference? Oh, no. What I'm saying is the Nets have no chance in, no chance in hell of winning it. because. Oh, okay. I they have no chance in hell of winning it because of James Harden. And it's because, I, to me, he is a glorified three-on-three player. He needs to go to Ice Cube's place. He needs to go to Ice Cube's organization. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's Mister Thirty Six Points a Game. He's all that stuff, but what does he do when it matters? And that's that point. But to me, if you want the champions, I the, the champions to me are the Seventy Sixers. I think it's gonna be the Seventy Sixers and the Lakers in the finals. Why would the Seventy Sixers, who are undergoing such issues right now with the Ben Simmons drama, they're gonna be if this yeah. plays out? You do, do you see it just? getting itself cleared up rather quickly. Absolutely. Then. Who cares about the Ben Simmons drama? They're winning with it with or without him. They have shooters. They got scorers. They got athleticism like crazy. Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons just in the way. He yeah. really is. It's like he just can't shoot. But all it is is just blocking the you've got to realize I mean Joel Embiid saved him in the first place. He Joel Embiid can basically do all that stuff with his size. As long as he stays on the floor. If he, he stays can. healthy, I mean they are unbelievable. Yeah. And, so, no, I got the 76ers and Lakers with the Sixers winning in six. But it's like – and it's like, but the biggest – my biggest issue with the Lakers, bringing, you, you know, bringing your stuff up for a second, is just – they're just – no one plays 82. And it's like – and that shouldn't matter now. Maybe it's my old school way. Maybe it's my old school way and stuff like that. But no one really plays 82. We don't know if it's because they're trying to do load management or are they hurt. Well, the load, and it's so funny. Well, you're right because back in the old days, you've touched on back in the old days where they would play four games in five nights, or mm-hmm. they would play back to back to back to back. And you know, you hear all the old NBA players saying, "This is what we did. This is what we did." Now it gets to the point now where these guys are are in you know either their own airliner or they're they're on commercial airliners, but in luxury, they stay in luxury suites and. You know, obviously uh, now it seems to be frowned upon if they play 82 games almost. Most of them are asked to go ahead, like you said, and and just sit down a game or two, whatnot. Most of them, even if they're healthy the entire season, will play only 70 of the 82 games around there just to make it look good. So I definitely agree with you. The mentality has changed on being durable and on staying out there on the floor each and every game. I think Larry Bird and Michael Jordan hurt that mindset, and I'll tell you why. Bird played 82 games three different times in his career. Michael Jordan played it nine times. Larry Bird's body broke apart. Michael Jordan's mind broke apart. It's like Michael, remember, he retired twice and then went back and they go again. He only played a total of 15 years out of like 22, you know, out of the 22 possible, you know what I mean, or 20 into 20 possible, excuse me. And then we all know what happened with Bird's back. Yeah, and I mean, and his Achilles tendon, his elbow, and his neck, and his—I mean, I mean, the, you can name it. And it's just like, and he pl- not only did he play eighty-two, he played hard all eighty-two. And it's like he fit Boston because it was that hard-working steel, the the steel workers type of place, you know, the steel workers type of the city, yeah. and he was that type of person. But 
because of that, he missed um, all but six games in 89. He missed 40% of the games from 90 to 92. They didn't have Len Bias anymore. He was gone. They had Reggie, they had Reggie Lewis, but he had to be a star early because Larry was missing so many games. And then what happened was Danny Abe wanted to trade Bird and McHale to be able to move and get the team again. And of course, there's loyalty from Red Arbach. So one of the biggest, one of the biggest, I mean, as a kid to me, I'm glad he didn't, but in truth, that was Danny Age is right. But one of the issues with something like that now is when these newer players see that history, know that history, you know, LeBron knows that history. LeBron loved Larry. He loved MJ, but he knows that history. He's 19 years in. He's 19 years in and look how good he looks every time he's on the court. It's a new era. And it's like, I don't think we're going back to the 82, but is it load management or is it injury? Like, let's just pretend that they went to get a Zion Williams. I think a Zion Williams would be great for Sacramento, but that's if he stays healthy. No. It sounds like, though, he has Madison Square Garden on the brain. Last time he was there, he was That's because he wants ads. That's because he wants ads. (laughs) I mean, it's always about the cash. Oh, he wants the cash, and it's like, but... Like I said, it's like like I said, I would love him. See, a lot of these smaller areas could I mean, they could try to sell this. They could try to sell because really, you don't need Madison Avenue. You don't need Hollywood anymore to be big. Not with TikTok. Not with any of these uh, Snapchat. Not with any of this stuff. You can be big in uh, the Podunk, Illinois. Milwaukee is the greatest example with Shana Sitzendakumpo. Yep, absolutely is. It's like. He, everybody talked about going to New York. Why? You can, he could go to Indiana and become big if he did it by himself. Is it? Do they just want the marketers doing it for them or something? Because you can be, you can market yourself and be just as big as you were in New York. With social media, you're exactly correct. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. But I'll tell you what, it's been a great conversation. I yep. cannot thank you enough for stopping by, but before we head on out, it's time for the hard sell. Yeah. I want you to go ahead and pitch everyone out there what I just subscribed to, and that is the Pundits Pundit. I couldn't wait. I already did it, so I'm subscribed now on YouTube. So before we head on out, tell everybody why they might enjoy some of the rants. In fact, I've got one in particular coming up here that I want to talk to you about, but why do people need to check out the Pundits Pundit? The Pundits Pundit is kind of a war on pundits and a war on meathead fans. I try to bring logic, just like I was talking to you right now. I don't just go, like, the way I spoke to you right now about the different players and everything, I don't just try to bring stats. 
into things. I tried to bring the human the human element into things, into all of my conversations. I try to say things like Tim Tebow that has bigger fish to fry in life, where everybody else is going to say, oh, Tim Tebow sucked. It's like I bring up a different point of view to things. I bring up things like Luka Doncic is better one-on-one than Larry Bird. Yes. Not a better player, though. Larry Bird was a the team player. He was team player. Great, probably the greatest team player of all time. But Luka Doncic would smoke him one-on-one because everybody smoked him one-on-one. It's a, he, was, he was a guy that wandered off the ball and just waited for his moment. See, but people would say, oh, my God, Luka, blah, 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 because Larry's a legend. But you have to look at the different way. You have to look deeper. A lot of fans don't look deeper, and that's why I use the Pundits Pundit form. Well, there you go. And you got to check out the Pundits Pundit today on YouTube. Please subscribe. Please check out all of his great videos, like the one I'm going to check out in the not-too-distant future on Vince McMahon's greatest legacy. Because like I'm, hoping, I'm hoping it will not be his swagger walk as he comes no, down no. the aisle. Okay. I just no. want to make sure. I just want to make okay. sure. I'll no chance. A... No chance in hell. No, yeah. no, no. No, no, no. It, I'll give you a, just a teensy little hint. It, it, has to do, it has to do with business. You'll see the rest. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Indeed. Uh, although we won't talk about the XFL and the X and the. No, XBL. no, no, no. Not that kind of business. You'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. It, it, once again, it's Jacob Christer. Got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today on the Pundits Pundit. Jacob, it's been great having you on the show. And as I've told all my guests, you're welcome anytime to come back on to talk sports business, talk about the NBA, talk about the Kings, whatever you want to talk about, the red carpet's open for you. You're oh. welcome to come back at any point in time. But any last thoughts on the way out? Oh, I appreciate the time today. And it's like, I'm enjoying, one of the greatest things that COVID, I mean, COVID brought nothing, but not brought nothing, but it did, the pandemic and the, and the, all of the lockdowns brought in fact, there's more options for interviews now. People are doing Zoom, they're doing all these deals. And it's and StreamYard and all these types of stuff. And we have it. We have the option now to not only make our own shows like this, do our interviews like this, and get ourselves out there like this, but we also have the option to make friends along the way with it. And it's like, and that is the one thing now because we're not such an isolated world anymore because of all that. I'll tell you what, Jacob, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I look forward to hearing you again right oh, yeah. here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.